Hello there and welcome to another episode of the In Between Podcast. Let's go ahead and get this thing started. Hello there and welcome to another episode of the In Between Podcast with your host as always, Kyle McElmore. Now before we get too far along in the pod, make sure you punch the old like and subscribe button. Go ahead and slap around that like and subscribe button and definitely... Helps the show stay alive, and we appreciate it here at the In Between Podcast. Still rocking that winter gear. Got my one of my favorite sweatshirts with the beanie that you are familiar with, the all-time favorite beanie. And I don't think you guys know one of the secrets of this beanie. Not only is it very comfortable and awesome, and I love it, but it's also reversible. Uh, yeah, I had this beanie for a while, and I love it. Uh, what's new with you guys? The holidays are over, and I hope you got everything you wanted. Did Santa deliver on everything you guys wanted? Were you on the nice list or the naughty? Did you get presents for everybody, or is everything arriving a little bit late? Uh, I think I had mostly everyone covered for the most part. It's glad to be past the stress of the holidays, and on to the new year. This will probably be the last pod of 2022. Uh, I think this will be 39, so by the time we roll into 2023, be on a nice solid 4040, working our way up into those triple digits. Might be a while, but got to keep the momentum going. Also wanted to talk about, uh, just had that recent uh, drop on Netflix, Knives Out, a new Knives Out mystery by Ryan Johnson, Glass Onion, which, uh, I mean, I wasn't really uh, the biggest fan of the first one, um, Knives Out, not really, not the biggest Ryan Johnson fan, after his, uh, after that, uh, Rise of Skywalker. Is that even the, like, the, the sequel Star Wars I'm so disconnected from because they're fucking awful. But, uh, whatever the second one is, uh, that was Ryan Johnson's, and that was like a real, like the, what is the first one? Force Awakens was like, eh, this is okay. This is like an interesting, all right, we'll see where it goes. And then, man, Rise of Skywalker, just that first five minutes, as soon as Luke Skywalker just like, tosses the lightsaber, dude, I was like, what is happening? Uh, yeah, Ryan Johnson, and then Knives Out, I don't know, it's got that thing, it's got that thing with, uh, it's like a murder mystery, with a mystery that's impossible to solve, like, it's one of those ones where it's like, information gets dropped way later, and you're just like, oh, so I would have never, ever had a chance at solving this, because it's like, you're hiding information, they do that a little bit in this one, uh, Knives Out, I mean, I mostly saw it just because Daniel Craig is so cool, and I'm such a fan of Daniel Craig, and it's... Great to see his amazing acting. Also, when he's like, he's being like a southern gentleman or whatever, a southern detective kind of guy. Like a real, um, a real, being like a real foghorn leghorn kind of like, well, I say, I say, well, now, what, what's all this here? We don't go down into the bay. Now, I don't think he's like, I don't think he's like a Louisiana kind of thing. Just like a southern, what's going on over here? 
Oh, let's go. We got it. We got to solve this mystery right now. But yeah, it's cool with Daniel Craig. Uh, it's uh, cool to see him be like a southern guy. It's like very interesting because like he's hella British, James Bond all the way. But it's just interesting. Like, why are British people so good at just like rocking the hell out of a southern accent? And then me being an American, I can't do it worth shit unless it's like a really generic southern accent. I said, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a part in um, Glass Onion that I was just like uh, so annoyed by because it's like um, uh, so like mild spoilers alert. I, I, I don't know. I feel like this isn't really giving away too much. But there's a uh, character that we follow throughout the film who about halfway through we discover, oh, it's not really the character we think it is. It's actually the character's twin sister we've been following this whole time. So it's like, what? Rewind it back to, like, a flashback where Daniel Craig is like, yeah, so we're going to have you pretend to be your twin sister so we can infiltrate the island. And she's like, huh? You want me to pretend like I'm my twin sister? Are you crazy? That." Who's going to buy that? Nobody's going to buy that I and my twin sister. We're so different. And I remember sitting in the theater just like, you're twins. That's literally the whole thing. That's like the one thing about being a twin is that you can like interswap with each other. Isn't that like everybody's fantasy of like wanting a twin is like you can just change out? And I think I've confirmed it with like, I mean, I don't run into twins all the time. But I think I've confirmed it with, like, the few twins that I know that, like, that's a thing that they do all through their childhood is the old switcheroo. Like, it's like, why wouldn't you if you're a fucking twin? So, yeah, when he's like, all right, so we don't have you. We don't have you head on down. We don't pretend you the twin sister. And she's just like, huh? But I could never pretend to be someone who's exactly identical to myself. What? Uh, I just remember just being like, give me a break. But one of the highlights of Glass Onion, I mean, other than the fact that uh, it's got Edward Norton, I'm such an Edward Norton fan that anything he pops up, he's so, like, doesn't really pop up anymore, Edward Norton. Like, I think he's very, like, picky choose. I mean, he has earned the right to be, but like, he's pretty much, like, in a retirement phase where he's just, like, probably just pick and choose all the fun, cool stuff you want to do. So as soon as Edward Norton popped up, that's why I was like, because I was already, like, eh, I'm not a big fan of Knives Out, but all right, Edward Norton, I'll check it out. And then, uh, Kate Hudson is also in the movie. Uh, you may know her from several things, but for, the, for some reason, the only thing that always pops in my mind with her is Skeleton Key, which is like a very, I mean, it's not crazy old, but it's like 2000s, I want to say, like a 2000s psychological thriller. Like, it's really a great movie. I fucking love it. It has a really great twist. Got the whole voodoo vibe going through it. Uh, another in southern down. That one's down in the bayou with all my, with all the voodoo and stuff. Um, but yeah, the movie's awesome. Um, but I remember the, uh, so she's in the movie and like she's like popping up and it's like, all right, Kate Hudson, that's cool. Uh, we got lots of people in this cast. And there's a moment where like it's like you know she's talking about whatever. And I remember sitting there in the theater because I saw like a, they did like an early release, so I got to see it early. But I remember sitting in the theater just looking up and, like, just thinking to myself, like, man, I, I used to have, like, the biggest crush on Kate Hudson. And then it was as if she heard me say that because somebody just, like, tapped her on the shoulder and was just like, huh? Oh, excuse me, what? 
Did somebody say that they used to have a crush on me? They used to? As in past tense, like you don't have a crush anymore? Oh, hmm, interesting. Well, how about you check this out? Like, she has a scene in uh, Glass Onion where it's like, they must have been part of her contract or something where she's just like, hey, I, I need to remind the world that I'm fucking unbelievable. Like, she comes out in this, like, like by the pool, and it's literally just like a wide shot of her just like in the most, like, Tara Banks style America's top model just fucking, like, strutting down the fucking runway with this insane like bathing suit and it's also insane that she's gotta be like rocking like i don't know late 40s to 50s area i'll have to look it up but i know that she's like up there in age so this was like a total fucking like fuck you to like father time or whatever because she just it's so dramatic like it's like her fucking like sundress is like waving out behind her like a mile behind her and she's just like fuck like literally walks out their hands extended and everything just like bam you said you used to have a crush, ba ba And I'm literally in the theater just like, oh, never mind. Holy shit. The girls still got it. Um, uh, yeah, but uh, overall, Glass on Nintendo. Oh, and then um, another one that I saw was uh, We Saw the Whale. Uh, Free Willy, or it's the long-awaited sequel to the Brendan Fraser Mummy series. First he takes on the mummy, then the the emperor mummy or whatever, and now he's tackling the whale. Uh, No, but uh, I mean, I had to go see it. You have to go see it. When you hear about somebody getting a, like, 17-minute standing ovation or whatever it was, like, uh, they they did a straight-up, like, 10 minutes. You know how long... Ten minutes is like if you just count like one second, two Mississippi, three Mississippi, four times sixty times ten. Uh, geez, ten minutes of just like how are your hands not like sting? Oh Jesus, we're only at seven minutes. We got three more to go. But yeah, when you hear about somebody getting a standing ovation for like huge amounts of time. Obviously, curiosity is peaked a little bit about what's so great about this performance. So, <laughs> and that was the other thing too is like the whole movie. I'm like waiting. I'm like, hmm. I wonder what's the moment where you're just like, this is like, holy shit. And there's like a few moments where he's like, I mean, he plays like an extremely obese dude. So there's like a few moments in the movie where he's chowing down, and he's chowing down in that like. My 600 life kind of way where it's just like, there's a part where he has like uh, some fried chicken and he's just like, like his whole breathing and wheezing. And I remember I just kept laughing because I was sitting there. I was like, what if this is the moment when he's chowing down on that fried and they're just like, brilliant, brilliant. He's amazing. Folding up the pizza. Brilliant Brendan Fraser. Uh, no, but but he did get me, and that brings me to like how they should have. Uh, like if I wasn't, if I was a producer on this movie, you want to know how you get butts in the seat, dude? You market it the same way that they market those like terrible scary movies. Anytime there's like a scary movie coming out where they're just like, I don't know, this isn't really getting uh this isn't really getting too much hype. Uh, I don't think this too many people are excited about this new movie. What do they always do? They show you like the 
the night vision footage of like the audience and everyone's just like eating popcorn. Just like, ah! And they're just like, oh, ah! and you get to see the whole audience getting all scared. And it's like people are fucking leaving the theater because they can't stand it. So anytime there's like a shitty, scary movie coming out, that's how you, that's always a way that you know it's like, oh, we got to bump up these sales a little bit, show other people like jumping and scared. Do that, but for the whale, show them like the night vision footage of people just like weeping like uncontrollably. Dude, Brendan Fraser had me dying, dude. He had me like not just like a single tear, just like, mm. no, he had me straight on like, Ugly fucking like, <laughs> we're like you're like struggling to breathe, <laughs> snot and everything coming out of my nose. Like, dude, he destroyed me towards the end of the movie. Uh, so, like, as a whole, not the best movie. There's like this uh, couple characters in there that are not so great. More specifically, like this Jehovah's Witness dude who it's like any time he's in the movie, it just brings the whole vibe of the film down. But uh little redheaded uh, Stranger Things girl is in it, and she's killing it in that role. That girl is going to uh, be amazing. I mean, she already is like a, a way better actor than I or anybody else could ever dream to be. So when she's an adult, it's probably gonna be next level insane, but Brandon Frazier, dude. Uh, people talked about like this being like his comeback moment, and it's like he deserves it, dude. Anybody that like can make me weep uncontrollably is like, oh man. I just kept thinking about that too, about how they have like cameras in the theater for security purposes. And if I was had access to those cameras, dude, I'd be watching everybody go see the whale and just like, because <laughs> there's no way you're not just gonna have like a single tear or just like kind of get choked up a little bit. It's like, no, no, no. Brendan Fraser's is gonna get every last bit of moisture out of those eyeballs that he possibly can. Uh, yeah, it was good. It was also cool to see Brendan Fraser like up on the big screen again. It's been a while since we've seen him up there. That's gonna do it for this week's. In between podcasts, if you haven't already, make sure you punch that like and subscribe button. Go ahead and slap the old like and subscribe on the way out there. It definitely helps the show stay alive. I'm your host as always, Kyle McLemore, and we'll see you next time on The Pod.